0: Don't it make you wanna go to once more? Hey Joe, why the devil did we go? Hello and welcome to another Drive in Double Feature. I'm Ryan. I'm Nathan. And this is the podcast where we talk about two movies a week every Tuesday and Thursday. But before we get into anything, we have a Patreon over at patreon.com/slash drive in double feature podcast. Just a couple of fun conversations, some games that Nathan and I have. Just as extra content, we give to you patrons out there for supporting us for only five dollars a month. And if you choose not to, do not worry; it does not affect any regular content. But today, we're going to be talking about nineteen seventies Joe, directed by John Avildsen. Oh my God! Not John Avildsen i know can you believe it the guy that directed rocky and karate kid and karate kid and rocky 5 yeah and did, did he direct all the karate kids or just he the did second? oh god <laughs> everyone's favorite karate kid 3
1: yeah yeah man what a franchise
0: it was so good they brought the villain from karate 3 back into cobra kai
1: that's right yeah oh <laughs> That That is probably the one redeeming thing of that movie is the villain.
0: Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. But anyway, this movie is called Joe and it stars Peter Boyle uh, and also a very young Susan Sarandon. I didn't and, even know that till I watched this. <laughs> and this is actually her film debut. Wow. And uh, Joe... Uh, it's a uh it's a complicated movie um yeah, yeah. not 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 complicated implied just ideals i want to say but yeah uh,
1: it's it, it's weird because like talking about this movie right like watching it it's so of the time like more than a lot of movies we've seen is it, it, it though I think so. I think it hits like like this movie was a huge hit, right? Like a big deal. So it must have been like what do you call it? It hit like the cultural zeitgeist, like that's like everyone saw it and they were like this is it. This is the
0: movie I want to see. Well, we'll get into it. So I but before I get in before I get into too deep, I do want to kind of say like the background for this movie yep. a little bit. So this is a canon movie and this but this is before the uh, Menachem Golan and his brother mm-hmm. uh, took over or his cousin excuse me or and they uh, they took over and they made all those really fun canon movies that we talked about before this mm-hmm. is like one of the old relics of the canon before they took over and mm-hmm. this was canon film studios like first major hit it was a very small budget movie and for the time made a lot of money yeah um now, like I said, John Avelston directed this movie, and but this is not the movie that he intended to make. Um, okay. Originally, so the final film that he turned in was a two and a half hour version. Oh my god! Of so of this movie, but but the whole thing is is that the whole. Movie was supposed to be like this major family drama between the the mother and father and the daughter, like this this three-person family. It's supposed to be this major drama where they uh they like, start losing favor with each other and say so just start growing apart. The movie was originally called The Gap. Oh, wow. And, and it wasn't even called Joe. In fact, Joe wasn't even a main character, he was just kind of like a fun little supporting character in the later half of the movie this is all making
1: so much sense (laughs) right
0: now (laughs) keep going (laughs) because so the movie picks up um we it starts with susan sarandon and her living in with her drug dealer boyfriend and that at that point nathan that was an hour into the original movie no way no way that's insane (laughs) <laughs> like at that point, like the, the, cause what happened is, is that when Canon had gotten that movie, they, they fired John Abelson and <laughs> There, was, there was like, they, it was unwatchable. Like everyone said how boring it was. Okay. And they just, they were adamant. Like this was, this was going to be an awful, awful movie. So they had to bring in another director to kind of help edit this whole thing. So the editors mm-hmm. like get rid of the whole first hour of the movie. And that was that was the whole deal. So, like, the movie opens, and like, because originally Joe doesn't even show up until an hour after the movie is that, in.
1: That's what I was just thinking. I was like, wow, if this movie they cut out the first hour, that means Joe's like hard, like hardly in this. Why Joe does?
0: Yeah, Joe doesn't even show up until like over an hour into the movie, and you know, it, and he plays such a prominent role, like in the final product. Even in the final produced film that we have now, this movie is about like 100 minutes, something like that. Yeah, uh, yeah. Even then, Joe doesn't show up until 30 minutes into the movie.
1: Yeah. I mean, I was watching the movie and like, when's Joe showing up? Like, it, there's a good chunk of movie
0: before he even shows up. <sighs> so that's kind of what happened. Like they, they realized how boring it was, but then when they were watching the scenes with Peter Boyle and Peter Boyle, is he's a really, he's a super talented actor. Oh yeah. Very charismatic. um, Can definitely can do drama and comedy, like Mm -hmm. more probably more so known for his comedy than his drama, but definitely can act. So once they saw him in the movie, they're like, perfect like that's let's put this guy as the main star of the movie let's let's just call this movie joe like let's Mm -hmm. let's not even take out the family the the family drama about it so there definitely is some remnants of the movie in there that that was in there before but it very much becomes like the relationship between the father susan sarandon's father and joe that's pretty much the, the main bulk of this movie
1: yeah, that becomes the main focus of the movie. It, it that all makes sense to me because it feels like there was some development missing with some with the family characters. It definitely like at least I felt like there was. It, it makes sense, but when I was watching the movie, I was like, "Wow, they're kind of underdeveloped." I would have liked to have seen like a little more of them but also i kind of wouldn't want to see a little more of them because funny enough watching this movie i was still like this is a little too long and like so now to hear that it was a two and a half hour long movie i was like i i, I couldn't even
0: imagine uh, I was let to say can you can you imagine sitting through an additional hour of this no. movie we probably wouldn't have picked it for the show <laughs> probably not we've we've, we've very rarely have gone over the two hour mark but yeah um i but i will say so it's it, it's a completely different movie from what they they turned in and it's I, you know it, it's like you like joe even still he's still he's still not even really the main character of the movie it's really no. the father that's the main character of this movie
1: no that's exactly how i felt i i was like for they went in named the movie joe cuz you know he's definitely the most charismatic character of everybody but he's still like he, he's the dads in more scenes than he is like in total and the t- posters and everything make it seem like joe the star of this movie you're going to see this for joe even though <laughs> joe is not who you're rooting for i'll tell you that much
0: no but that turned out to be a whole different thing but yeah. it's uh at, but the movie starts so susan strand's living with her drug dealer boyfriend and he starts selling to like the kid like teens around around the city he's a real scummy guy Taylor has like a really bad relationship with Susan Sarandon and like treats her like crap and then he even like forces her to do drugs and then yeah. she starts ODing
1: and this, the opening scene is long, too. It, it's like maybe a little over like 10 to 15 minutes of them of this drug dealer talking and him. And I mean, I even wrote it in my notes, like this man shoots drugs immediately at the start of the movie. And then Susan Sarandon also gets naked immediately at the start of the movie. Two things that you don't really see a lot just happen at the beginning, which makes sense that this movie, this was a scene in the middle of the movie.
0: Yeah, not many movies start with hardcore drug use and nudity but no (laughs) like within the opening credits but
1: (laughs) yeah um but you know yeah he he forces her to take drugs he's that bad
0: yeah so he she ods and then the dad's looking for some revenge Mm -hmm. and the dad actually goes out and murders her boyfriend he finds her and murders her in cold blood yeah and, and um
1: what what an interesting kill too, because he like shakes him and he hits the wall and the can they do a, a weird camera effect. I, I don't even know how to explain it of him
0: like fading in and out. They they really went all out with it. No, yeah. It's it it's a really crazy out there scene, and they yeah. film it in such a way, but it kind of just shows him to be real shell shocked afterwards, and he's gotta go calm his nerves and mm-hmm. he winds up in a bar. And no joke, within 30 seconds of Peter Boyle being on screen, the character Joe showing up immediately says the N-word. Like oh, yeah. Just hey. Multiple, multiple times. And it's yeah. just like, holy crap. Like, yeah. And this is the title character.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, no, not only is he dropping the N-word, he is saying like the most vile like racist things i've heard like in a movie like you you can't even imagine like talking i don't even want to go into it it's it's rough
0: so i mean the the part i so i i obviously i knew about this movie from the canon documentary that i've yes, referenced yeah. and other canon movies we talked about so mm-hmm. and the way they 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 frame it and that one is they make they frame it as like he's it's kind of like a death wish type of movie where yeah. he's this super overworked guy. He, he's just, he's had it up to here with the scum of this town, but it's not, but that's not really the case. It's just, he's got these extremely concerning views of people and like races and, yeah and people that don't align with his beliefs that, He's like, no, we need to murder these people. Like these people need to die. That's the only way this country is going to be better.
1: Exactly. Literally like just hippies, everybody, liberals. Well, actually, I do have to say one line that I thought was that made me bust out laughing. He says, uh, did you know that 42% of all liberals are gay? And I'm, <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I I thought that was a good line. But yeah, no, I mean, he has views like this, but yeah, it's like, because what happens is is you know the, the father becomes vulnerable um, and peter boyle eventually finds out oh yeah he did kill him and then peter boyle treats this guy like here like you killed a drug dealing scum you are my hero i want to be just like you
0: yeah that's the man is so shell shocked he's got ptsd all like he's just he's staring off in the space and as peter boyle is saying all this stuff he just says he just blurts out i killed one like tonight i just got done doing yeah. it and you know most people would probably be like oh my god you killed the guy like what like
1: mm-hmm.
0: but peter boyle he gets excited he is like yeah like you said he starts treating this guy like royalty being like hey get buy this guy a drink like let's let's uh, this guy needs to be celebrated for yeah. killing, killing a g- drug dealer in this town and it is uh it it and then it just kind of turns into this Weird buddy buddy movie like between yeah. the two characters where Joe wants to he he really wants to be the, <laughs> this guy's best friend. He's yes. like yeah let's hang out like let's go do some stuff like you want you want to go <laughs> <laughs> no yeah they they
1: it's like they they hang out they introduce each other's wives to
0: each other. Well, um, I like it because he invites this guy over and it's so it's very clear like they're from two different walks of life. Cause Joe mm. is your typical blue collar worker. He's, you know, works long hours, does a hard backbreaking job. So, and then the other dad, the character, Bill Compton, uh, the dad is, he's like a white collar office worker. He's, mm. and, and it's cause they even have this conversation where Joe says, I, I make $4 an hour and this is 1970. Yeah. So this is 50 years ago, which is also crazy to think in 50 years that the minimum wage just hasn't increased that much. Not since a lot. Then. Yeah. But that's a whole different topic. But anyway, um, and then, uh, he's, then he asked Bill, what he's like, what do you make? I make 60,000 a year. And he's like, Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Like amazed, like 60,000, uh, Yeah, I mean, he just, which is weird because I almost feel like this guy, Joe, would hate him because
0: of that. But no, he loves him for that. So it's kind of like they they both kind of yearn for like that, their lifestyles almost, I feel like. Yeah. Like Joe kind of has like this very low pressure type of job where he can do and say what he wants. And he doesn't, Joe's kind of one of those guys that does not put up with, other people's crap and now he's like very much just like tells it like it is or he has no he has zero filter and then but then you know bill you know he can pretty much he goes to all these really fancy parties he gets all this things like he takes joe to like an office party or what or like it's at a like and He pretends Joe works. He's like, oh, this guy's going to be your new boss. And Joe's like, yeah, there's going to be some changes around here.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And they have like a goof. It's so funny how close they get because they later in the movie, which we'll get into, they end up doing some other stuff together. Um, But I do have to talk about the dinner scene. It was made me so like it was such an uncomfortable scene between um, whenever because it's like, oh. Our, our wives need to meet each other let's go and eat dinner together and and uh, we learn about joe joe is very awful to his wife and women in general mm-hmm. uh, and he will yell at his, his wife at the drop of that and even yells at at bill's wife as well for just i forget what she says but it's like something just so like easygoing and like just joe I, it's so weird to me is Joe perceived at the time? Was he perceived as like a good character? Like, oh yeah, this guy is like like the the regular dude. This is what the regular man is like.
0: Uh, well, I I'm gonna save that part for at the very end. Okay, is okay, because there, there was a public perception for this movie, but I will give you a piece. Yes, he was yeah. very much a beloved character. So, oh, so <laughs> I
1: can't even imagine.
0: <laughs> So yeah, it's Joe clearly doesn't have any respect and he's starting to like get involved with this whole, like, like we should, we should start going, you know, like we should start doing this. Like we should go hunting. Like, you know, maybe we should like do it again, maybe type of thing. And, yeah. and he's, he has like a real extensive gun collection. He loves going, he show he takes Bill downstairs and shows off all his guns and mm-hmm. everything. And. But in the meantime, like as this friendship is kind of blossoming between the two and, you know, there's like a little bit of uneasiness to it a little bit, but not, not a ton. but anyway, Susan Sarandon finally gets better. Mm -hmm. And she finds out that her dad killed her boyfriend and Mm -hmm. she ends up running off and he goes over to, uh, uh, joe and tells joe like oh my daughter she just she found out what i did and uh, she could she could talk and say well we gotta go find her mm-hmm. and then they they go on this big chase oh that's the other thing too it's like the other really uncomfortable part is that bill had told his wife that he killed the boyfriend yeah but but then like joe found out that bill's wife knew and then that yeah. was like a whole like that was a super uncomfortable scene. Yeah, and he like call
1: like calls her down, like because they're in the basement and she's upstairs, and they're like, "Hey, come down here, I have something to say to you." You know, yelling to her, and the, yeah, and he's holding a gun, telling
0: her that she's safe. He's like, "Yeah, like don't worry, like we'll keep him real safe. Like this is nothing." Yeah, and um, but yeah, they they have like this whole thing. She gets better, and they they like we gotta find her, and. I gotta say they are horrible detectives they don't know what what the hell they're doing they just like let's just go to some place where some hippies hang out yeah and then
1: like it, and, and of course joe here is uh, horrible because like you know uh bill's getting some info off of some hippies and of course he's like why don't you get a haircut like while he's getting information like good information from these people
0: yeah or like they could go into this restaurant that serves japanese food oh my god and, yeah and then bill just starts going on this like <laughs> or bill joe goes on like a racist rant about asian people so of course like, he does so it's like ugh, like it's just never ending with this guy yeah and and, and he's
1: like i want a beer and he started naming a beer and they're like we don't we don't serve beer here and he just looks so offended
0: that there's yeah. no beer they so they but they do go to this real like hippie type of bar eventually mm-hmm. and teenagers or 20 year olds are all hanging out and they're like hey we see that old we see those old guys there let's try to see if they'll buy some weed on us. we'll pretend it's oregano and <laughs> and uh-huh. they go over there and bill's like oh i got all the weed i need because he stole all the drug dealers weed and he killed them yeah yeah so then they invite him up they're like hey well you you old guys want to come party with us and we'll we'll do all those drugs together and Mm -hmm. first they're a little apprehensive and they're like sure
1: yeah and then and then come to find out uh
0: One of the one of the worst scenes coming up.
1: Oh God, yeah. Well, it it has at least one funny line where um, it's funny. Where 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 Joe is like, uh, (laughs) Joe's like, oh, where are we at an orgy? Is this an orgy? I've never been to an orgy. Keep saying orgy. (laughs) Yeah, silly. But otherwise, it becomes like we we had to see Joe have sex. (laughs) I was like, I was not multiple times.
0: Yes. oh no. my god so like at the there there's the other funny part too uh because they're all smoking weed and they're using a hookah and mm-hmm. the girl starts smoking weed and she hands it to joe and he's like first he's like ah no no i'm good she's like oh come on mm-hmm. and then he's like she said you just take it in your mouth and you hold it in until you can't hold it anymore you just and he's like yeah yeah yeah, i've seen this enough on tv don't tell me like he gets offended like telling her how how to how to do drugs
1: and then like he calls uh bill like a chicken he's like oh you you gotta smoke this what are you chicken two characters i never thought would break down enough to smoke weed but they they do it not only
0: that but they both cheat on their wives yes (laughs) they do have sex with women that are way out of their age range and in yeah.
1: uh and they tell you know joe just goes to town finishes in 10 seconds they complain and joe's like i don't care that, that that's all i care about <laughs> get, yeah get
0: done he, he sleeps with multiple women too and mm-hmm. but eventually the, the the other guys in the group are like all right we're gonna steal all their money we're gonna mm-hmm. steal their wallets and we're gonna steal their all the drugs that they have. And uh once they get away, they find out all their money's been stolen. Uh Joe starts like violently beating this one girl, and mm. it's like, where is he? Where is he? type of thing. And yeah. and they are so lucky that this this one well, I or unlucky, depending on the ending, I guess, but um yeah. they <laughs> They they do find out that they take him to this hippie commune that's out there. And mm-hmm. just as soon as they get there, Joe just starts violently murdering all these different hippies.
1: Yeah, the movie takes a total left turn. Uh, well, it was weird knowing from what I knew about this movie beforehand. I know that from what I heard, it was extremely violent. But there was only the murder at the beginning. But then the ending, I was like, okay, it ends on a very violent note. But yeah, he, he takes his chance. He's like, okay, well, I'm gonna be just like you, Bill. I'm gonna kill all these people, and he kills all of these young people.
0: And at this point, Bill is starting to be horrified with this. Yeah, and Bill is Bill's watching Joe just going to town killing all these hippies, mm-hmm. and he's just like, oh my god, like what? What's going on? Like why? how did I get to this point type of thing? And, Mm -hmm. uh, and then he eventually points his gun at Joe and Joe's like, what are you going to do, Bill? You're in too deep now. Like this, uh, there's no going back at this point. (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. So another, uh, another group shows up, Bill shoots two of them. One girl starts running away. Big twist ending right there turns out it was his daughter he shoots his daughter accidentally it's and
1: it uh ends on the frame it ends on him shooting the daughter and it says and then the credits roll
0: (laughs) well a little bit of dialogue too yeah and yeah i'll say i normally it's like it's weird when movies just end like that but that one it was just I want I think it worked at that time I thought yeah, it
1: worked. Yeah, it, it's very dark. You know, it's very dark. Uh, I I don't see a modern movie doing anything like that. It would have like ten minutes of the dad crying or whatever. But this is like very like punchy. Like it ends with like a big dramatic punch.
0: So that was the second thing that was in, that was edited from this movie. There was. Oh really. There was an additional additional 15 minutes after this movie after that gunshot.
1: So I bet you it was the crap I just talked about. This dad crying over his daughter, like Joe,
0: why'd you do it, Joe? Kind of deal. So that's like one of the things the producer says. Like they cut out a lot of the stuff of her and the family together, and then they cut out like the last 15 minutes of the movie where they're just talking about the events afterwards. Gotcha. So that was the thing, and like I said, I mean. By today's standards, it's it's horrific seeing stuff like this. I, oh, I would yeah. say. I, I mean, it's yeah. you know, it's it's one thing. It's not like Death Wish or something like that, where it's like they're murdering these total villains or like these yeah rape ra- ra- rapist murderers types. These are clearly like kids that are troublemakers, but they're not. <laughs> yeah they just
1: from the from the perception i got of like the movie they just kind of smoked weed and like sure they stole from them but it's they're not horrible rapist like people like they're they're just young people and like it, it definitely is very dark to see a movie from 50 years ago have a character that is just a complete racist horrible person being like I'm just going to go out and shoot some young people. You know, it's it's very dark by today's standards. And I mean, it's dark then, but it's crazy that it's darker now. Right. And so
0: public perception at the time, this movie was a hit. Mm-hmm. People loved the character, Joe. Yeah, it's like, like totally identified with him. They're like, yes, finally, like somebody is, is speaking my language or yeah, finally no. like. So the story at the time, or at least the lore, is that Peter Boyle went to a test screening or like went to a showing of this movie. Mm -hmm. And he said at the end of the movie, like audiences were cheering for what Joe did and everything. Mm -hmm. And then apparently Peter Boyle was mortified. He was just like, oh my, like, oh my God, like, because... It's very much like Joe is supposed to be a villain, like that's yeah. that 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 like the John Avildsen version, like it's very clear Joe is supposed to be the bad guy of the movie,
1: yeah joe is is not a good person. He's like the deep going off the deep end uh God, and I mean i I heard that um Peter Boyle, like swore off like violent movies. He was actually offered Popeye Doyle in uh in the French connection. And he turned that down for that reason
0: yeah and that's that's kind of like he swore off a lot of these really violent film roles. He said I didn't want to be a part of any of that stuff, but which I thought was a little odd because he is in taxi driver, but yeah,
1: he's um, in taxi driver. he's in another movie called uh Joe, I believe I think there's another Joe movie completely unrelated. That's also like a mafia movie. um I don't know. so
0: so I don't know but I mean, he wasn't the violent character in, in taxi driver, but no. still um and you know he did like young frankenstein all these other comedies and Mm -hmm. that's why he became a lot more known for his comedic roles like in later years but yeah um clearly he just was like i I can't believe i was in a movie like this i can't believe people are actually rooting for this character and yeah that's and that's kind of like what you know that's a lot of my audiences identify with that sort of thing. And they, because there was this counterculture movement and there was this group of people that was set in their old ways. It's just like, yeah. oh, like these hippies drugs, like I wish they would all just go away.
1: Yeah. Yeah, no, exactly. It's definitely like the, the rage against the counterculture because you know, the, the, what is it? 1969 is considered the year of love or whatever. 1970 we're past that we're in a new decade and joe kind of represents that pushback. but i really don't think it was supposed to be a positive
0: pushback not not at all no but i mean it's very to me i mean i thinking in the 1970 standpoint it does seem to be trying to portray joe like in a positive light it is trying to but, make it make it a certain make it seem like a certain way
1: uh, the direct the direction the posters the tagline cuz i think the tagline is i um keep america beautiful right it, and the poster is literally um you know peter boyle holding the gun got an american flag joe i think the o is like red white and blue it's like yeah see
0: this he's movie. an american hero
1: yeah like this is america this is what we're going to do this
0: make you know save america kind of deal and that's it's funny though because like I said, you know Peter Boyle didn't really want to do stuff like this again, but that didn't stop Cannon from trying to promote a, a Joe yeah. too, even though they did not have any direct contact with Peter Boyle or agreed again to, to sign up because that was just kind of Cannon's mo. It's just yeah. they would they would make a poster for a movie and then and mm-hmm. then they would and then they would get the right get the budget made for that mm-hmm. so yeah which is funny
1: i love that but yeah no that I, I i have a magazine over here that actually has the poster for joe too in it and I, I i love that they would just be like
0: yeah this movie needs a sequel like 10 years later joe too that's and that was supposed to be the plot is that joe gets out of prison after 10 years which is again crazy that he was able nah. to murder all those people and get out but Uh, but that that was supposed to be the thing. Um, Mm -hmm. Another real world event that I wanted to bring up that kind of came out around the same time is that there actually was a real life mass murder from a railroad worker named Arville Douglas Garland, where he ended up murdering his daughter, killing her boyfriend and two other students. And right as the movie joe was coming out so much so that the judge saw the movie and Mm. told prosecution uh, and the defense teams to go see the movie to make you know to see like hey like this might be influencing people's ideals and any they and when they were interviewing jury members for this case Anybody that came forward that said that yeah, I saw Joe. They they were excluded from the jury. They didn't even let them in the jury. Wow,
1: really? I mean, that's probably <laughs> for the better, honestly. Um, um,
0: but again, so many people they were sending this the guy a real life murder. They were sending him sympathy letters, being like, "Oh my god, like like I would have done the same thing," or like, uh, "Like I I can't believe they're putting you away for this type of stuff," but. So I don't want to get political on this podcast. So that's not that's not what I'm going for. But I will say there are some real life examples of of this type of stuff happening today. Yeah, yeah,
1: no, exactly. I mean, it's something that's been going on. It's crazy because, um, yeah, yeah. I guess I don't want to go too deep into it, but it's just it's scary. I'll say hey, that
0: it's scary. <laughs> uh, all I will say is that it's it's crazy to think that a movie that was 50 years ago, it's like it, there's still it's still very much relevant in this culture, this climate that we're still dealing with right now. Yeah, for sure. For sure. It's a very, it's it's a very hard movie to watch, um, by today's standards. Um, a lot of stuff in this stuff ages very, very poorly and Mm -hmm. does, does not look favorable. I mean, still, I mean, (laughs) it's still entertaining though. I, I can't, I can't deny yeah. that. I mean, it's like it's very hard to watch, but I mean, just seeing Peter Boyle is such a presence in this movie. Mm-hmm. It's 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 hard not to give him some praise.
1: Yeah it it's it's a weird movie, right? Um, it, it, we watch these old movies all the time on this podcast, and I think part of the interest for me, at least, is to go look back at a piece a period of time and look at something. And I, Joe is kind of a relic, but it's really interesting because of how much it influenced how popular it was. And I think it's, I think it's just an interesting movie on its own to really point out a specific place in time. And like you said, Peter Boyle is very charismatic in this movie. There's a reason he was kind of picked out of the bunch to be like the, the person on the posters and everything. Um, Yeah. You know what? Check it out, but with a grain of salt, take everything we said in account and that it's an older movie, a bit dated. But it is definitely an interesting relic of its time, in my opinion.
0: Oh, one other thing I did not mention, which I wanted to mention, is that the screenwriter for this movie was actually Norman Wexler. Yes. And and, uh, if that doesn't sound familiar to you, he also wrote the screenplays to Serpico, Mandingo, and Saturday Night Fever.
1: Saturday Night Fever. Wow. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, yeah. My
0: my favorite soundtrack. Yeah. And, And Staying Alive that's right yeah (laughs) but uh so that's there there definitely was talent involved in this movie and Mm -hmm. that i am going to give it a very light recommend with a disclaimer as well being like it if any of this stuff you know that's you know you don't you know you don't want to deal with a lot of harsh language or deal with Mm. A lot of problematic viewpoints by today's standards, maybe skip that one. Or but if you're just looking for something where you know you're looking for great performances, you know, from Peter Boyle and looking at something that's kind of like an oddity or whatever, whatever you want to whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Then you can check it out. For sure. But I think that's going to do it for me. Is there anything else you wanted to add?
1: Nope, I think that wraps it up for Joe.
0: All right, well, Nathan, I think I'm looking at my calendar here, and I think it's about that time, so why don't you go ahead and let everyone know what we're be talking about. All
1: right, it's that time again. <laughs> it's time for a Bondzilla week, and on Tuesday, we are going to be talking about The Man with the Golden Gun. Man with the Golden Gun is streaming on HBO Max.
0: Terrific. Can't wait. I'm going to go unlock the Golden Gun right now and Goldeneye. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. But uh, anyway, thank you so much for joining us today. If you'd like to give us any thoughts and opinions, don't forget to email us over at driveanddoublefeaturepodcasts at gmail.com. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at DIDFpod. And once again, don't forget to check out the Patreon at patreon.com driving double feature. But uh, until next time,
1: until next time,
0: when you got a wife and some children, how the hell can you save a goddamn dime? Hey, don't even you.